Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. How aware were you when you grabbed 28.4? I was very aware. And honestly, the thing that was going through my mind uh, when I had 49 against the Heat earlier this season, I took a shot and we got the ball back, but it was like 50 seconds left. And I remember I just, I told him, I waved him off. Uh, you know, I didn't go get the ball. And uh, Jamal Crawford texted me after the game. He was like, man, if you're ever that close to 50, um, nobody's gonna remember, you know, time and score. You know, they just gonna record if you had 50 or not. Cause in my mind, I was like, you know, I've scored 50 six or seven times before. Uh, so when Al got that rebound, and I was drilling up the court. That's what was going through my mind. You know, Jamal telling me, like, you know, if you're that close to 50, you know, go get it. So, uh, you know, when I had the ball drilling up the court, you know, I was I was very aware. Second hour late night, WEEI. It's KJ. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Yeah, Jason Tatum popping that collar at 50s. Thank God for NBA expansion, huh? Look, 51 against Charlotte. And it seems so seamless. Like, you ever been in a situation you're like, wow, this is a good movie. You don't even realize it's a three, you're already three hours in. That's how his 51 points was last yesterday. And I think what made it that much better was that this was the second straight game against Charlotte. It wasn't like, you know, he played someone else beforehand. This is the same team. I have two good friends that are the in, they're the in house guys for the Charlotte Hornets down in North Carolina. Like I know the guys that do the stuff like when people come out and like halftime and stuff like you know in between breaks and stuff like have entertainment trust yeah I know people all the way up the right Jordan owns it okay and if you've followed any of me the show I've known Jordan for 25 30 years yeah you're gonna get 50 against Charlotte right? because that's just the way the construct of the team is right you, you do realize that Gordon Haywood has the ability to play basketball in the NBA because there's a franchise in Charlotte Look, you're not going to get a lot of defense from those guys. A lot of young guys, a lot of guys just in the league, out of college, want to get those stats and numbers up so that way when the next contract comes, it looks really good. You know, when Kelly Oubre Jr. is pretty much your primary scorer, you know, you almost hate to see Terry Rozier there because you're like, man, couldn't he have stayed here? Damn you, Kyrie. But, I mean, it's it's. I'll be as careful as I can when I say this. The thing that I remember the most with the Hornets last year is they made that play-in game. 
And in that play-in game against the Hawks, there was a bad traffic jam. I don't know if you know about this. And so their bus was caught in traffic. If you're, if you're familiar with Atlantic traffic, it's one of the worst in the world. I think I remember that story, yeah. Right. And so they had to get out of the bus and walk to the arena from there. So I was just like, well, that's a loss right there because dudes have already used their legs to walk over to the arena. <laughs> Can you imagine if there was a story? Celtics get stuck, bus gets stuck, team has to walk just under a mile to the facilities and then play a game. Do you know what the outrage would be? There is no outrage there. It is what it is. And think about it. Tatum has scored 60 against San Antonio. San Antonio, okay. (laughs) Brooklyn, they play no defense. Minnesota last two years ago, and that was a wild overtime game. That was 50, 53. 51 against Washington last year, then 51 against Charlotte on Sunday. So he now has five 50-plus games, and he's now passed Larry Bird for the most 50-point games. Here's Joe Mazzula on his thought on Jason Tatum going for 51. Came out aggressive. Uh, I thought he did a great job reading the defense throughout the game. I thought he did a great job differentiating his attack, whether it was pick-and-roll ball handling, whether it was pick-and-roll screening, or whether it was off-ball. And uh, I thought he did a good job um, just taking what the defense gave him. And credit to him uh, for playing that way, and credit to our guys for having the humility to work to help him you know, achieve what he achieved tonight. And I think that's what makes, you know, us a, a great team is, you know, we have the humility to do both. And, um, you know, credit to all those guys, and I'm happy for Jason. Yeah, Jason also pulled the Hulk Hogan. Say your prayers, eat your vitamins. Hit all 14 of his three of his free throws. That's the difference between 37 and 51. That's why it seems so smooth. You're like, he had 51 because he was at the line knocking down 14 points. And that comes from Getting to the rim. Though I know one, I remember one shot, he was fouled on a three-point attempt. But Jason Tatum getting to the rim, I said they're very, I did a Paris song parody last year when Jason Tatum was going through his kind of bout of like, hey, I averaged 27-7 a game, and it was called Shame on Jason Tatum for trying to cry about Jason Tatum to the Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang Clang, shame on her. And then it was saying, look, nobody can stop, nobody can stop Tatum when he goes to the basket. You take it and Embiid's chest, and Embiid is giving up too. I think Tatum has picked up on that a lot more versus the consistent chucking of the threes. Now you still get the threes from them, but they seem to be a lot more selective than just the first option. And plus, you know, those guys on Charlotte be like, man, Tatum is the biz, man. That's, man, that's our guy. Like Tatum is starting to become, you know, you have these different sects or, 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 or lanes. You know, you got Luca on the international tip, and sports guys like to talk about him. Oh, Luca, 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 Luca! But it's like it's the only person they've got. And Luca, I mean, Luca hogs the ball like a running back. Let's just call it what it is. Nobody can play with Luca. Yeah, it's more impressive for Tatum because he's getting the rebound or he's getting the assists. Like he's being more of a playmaker than Luca is. Well, to me, the ultimate right now is Jokic. That's that's like never seen before. Oh, like without if, if, a doubt. If you've seen the older Sabonis, he passes better than the original Arvita Sabonis. He passes better than him, scores better than him. Oh, my gosh. The only thing that Jokic doesn't do is, like, 10 steals a game. Like, the quadruple double, the dude is he's a cheat code. He's damn near a cheat code. And then there's the other lane of, of Tatum, right, where this is the 
high flyer, but he can also hit. He's an in-out guy. Um, I'll be honest. I think the narrative from media is they don't give him as much love because he plays in Boston. It isn't as sexy if he was playing for L.A. or for Miami or if he played for the Knicks. But, my God, who would want to play for the Knicks? Well, it's interesting because Jokic plays for Denver, and he's still getting like all the attention. Yeah, but he could be, he could be playing for Guantanamo Bay. And he would still be he would still be everything he is right now. They'd be like, he is the best thing they've got on Guantanamo Bay. Like if Guantanamo Bay wouldn't have its ten wins if it wasn't for Jokic, you know. But look, I think when it comes to Tatum, as time goes on, more people, especially in the media, will give him more of his flowers. And so I said, okay, if I'm looking at the top all time Celtics, one is Jason Tatum in that top echelon, and two. Where does he fit if he is? So here's my order of top Celtics all time since Bill Russell's rookie season, right? Like, that's ground zero. That's your first title. You've got a couple of stars there. Charmin's still there. Kuzi's there. So there are some guys there, but the Celtics don't really become the Celtics until Bill Russell gets there. So I have it Russell, then Bird, Havelcheck, Sam Jones, Bob Kuzi, Paul Pierce, Dave Cowens, who is so underrated. Kevin McHale, Kevin Garnett, Robert Parrish. The reason why I have stars next to Garnett and Parrish because both of those guys are not end-to-end Celtics for the most part. Cowens came back after he retired and played for the Bucks for one year, but in terms of like Celtic from like your day one. I agree with that list. I will fully back you on those Celtics. So where would you didn't hear Tatum's name in that tent? It's I did too not. soon. No, it's I too think, soon. I think if he wins a title, wait, wait, hold this on year, a second. That changes things. I have to do something. I have to pay me to do a show. So where I have him marked potentially, ultimately, where could he finish? Is third. If he wins two championships, he can. He'll he'll get to third. If he wins three championships, he'll move to second. So Bird eight Eastern Conference Finals, five and three, five NBA Finals, three and two. Tatum, three Eastern Conference Finals, one and two, one NBA Final, 0 and 1. So Tatum would need to go 4 and 1 in an Eastern Conference and 3 and 1 in an NBA Finals to match Bird. And so you say, okay, if Tatum can get this team to five Eastern Conference Finals, win four, and then win three of those four NBA titles, now you're in the conversation of top three. Celtics all time. And he's got plenty of time to do it. He's only like 25, 26. You'd have to think he's got at least maybe six years left with the Celtics, probably more. Now, what wouldn't push him past Bird for me is that Bird and Russell did it as soon as they got to the league. As soon as they got to the league, they won a championship. Right. So Bird, which I think a lot of people think he played a lot longer than they did. Obviously, you know, here he didn't. He accomplished so much in such a short span of time. You're really talking about a guy who really only had 10 real years in the league. You start talking about Pierce, and now you're talking about 16 years. Garnett, like 17, 18 years. Um, Cowens was very close. But Cowens came up with, think about it. The reason why I say Dave Cowens is so underrated is that dude had to guard Kareem. Oh, I 100% agree with you. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think anyone's giving Dave Cowens the flowers that he should. Yes. I think, you know, a couple days ago, maybe last week, I was talking about, like, you can see the greatness, the earlier greatness in greats that come along. So for me, in Bird, I saw a lot of Dave Cowens in terms of that toughness, 
not really seen as most people think that you know bird was like a small fort and yeah, no. <laughs> you know what i mean this dude can get in there and bang like but he was kind of undersized for the rest of those guys as the league was starting to get bigger right so yeah if if tatum puts it together correctly four and one in an eastern conference finals moving forward and three and one in an nba finals he would then match what bird did where is now, he now on the ranking? Is he like just outside? Is he like 11, 12, something like that? Where is he like right now? I, I didn't go that far. Let's see. After Parrish, then you'd have to start looking at people like Ainge. Tommy Heinsohn. Tommy Heinsohn. Um, Dennis Johnson. Because now you're starting to get into key role guys that help assist these other great ones in front of them. Casey Jones would have to be somewhere in there. But, you know, Tatum, obviously, he would be, I mean, he'd be in the top 15 for sure at this point. Yeah, I agree. Top 15, top 20. Right. But 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 I don't want to make it seem like because there can be like maybe a feeling of like a disconnect. We're like, this dude's saying like as great as Tatum is, he's only the top 20 for this. Well, that's what Google's for. You can play these videos. You understand the history of the league. Yeah, people don't want to watch a bunch of black and white a, videos. Well, but here's the thing, though. You have all this technology. Like people will willing will be willingly dumb. When there's something absolutely in front of you, like at one point you'd have to have a, a Encyclopedia Britannica, and you would have to be of a certain walk of life to have that in front of you and pull a book out to prove to prove your point. But yeah, I mean, Russell, they'll they'll no one will ever top Russell, right? Because the NBA doesn't become the NBA without Bill Russell. I mean, for God's sakes, the guy was a head coach. When some major college programs were still segregated. <laughs> and think about that. You're a head coach of a professional team. While some teams like Kentucky and North Carolina, these teams were still segregated. <laughs> that, that's, that's why Bill Russell is on such another level. Bird, his time time and opportunity. When Bird came to the league, the Celtics were, were almost sold and gone. Almost got the Buffalo Braves here. If it wasn't for Bird coming, man. And and here's the other thing, to to allow him to come a year later. That's that's unheard of. Imagine you get drafted third. You get taken third. "Ah, I'll be there next year after I finish school. I'll never understand the draft rules back in the day, like how Magic Johnson was able to go to the Lakers and Bird to the Celtics. Well, well, the reason why Magic ended up with the Lakers was because of a trade that had been done a couple years before involving Detroit. I forgot who the player was that was moved. But because of that pick, it's the same thing that happened with James Worthy. James Worthy was a – you're like, because you're like, how does James Worthy end up on that Lakers team? Is because of a draft pick that they acquired from Cleveland, I believe for James Worthy, and something similar with Magic Johnson. With Bird, oh my gosh. You go back and look at some of those Satch Sanders teams that he had to coach, like, oh, God bless Satch. Those teams were <laughs> weeks weeks in a row. Oh my gosh. Ask Cedric Maxwell about those early days when he first got to the Celtics. Like, man, I don't know if this thing's ever going to last. But Bird coming and being, in, again, again, by them beating the Rockets with with Moses Malone with that team was huge to set off the team moving forward, right? Because Houston was, they only had one more run in the West. Houston looked like they were going to be the the Laker topplers, right? It didn't happen that way. 
They end up moving Malone. They end up getting the Twin Towers. They make a second run. Hondo, I mean, dude, <laughs> you're going to get something every night for the entire the entire run. Hondo was on some of those bad late 70s. He's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> but you can still drop at least 15 again. I'm out of here. And he said it exactly like that. I'm done. I'm out of here. So Tatum, a mighty big task. But I think this is the, this is the year where you have to start saying, if I'm going to lay my mark in the NBA and the and the greats of the NBA, this team's got to get to the Eastern Conference Final and win it and get back to the NBA Finals, right? Because, like I said, Tatum needs to go four and one in Eastern Conference Finals, so you want to get there again this year and lose it. What about if they get to the finals? Do they have to win the finals? They'd have to win the finals. They'd have to win the finals because you you don't think that if, in the next four, if they go four times, you expect them to probably lose one of them. You would want to go this year and get that one. So if you get to the Eastern Conference Finals and win that, you'd be two and two in the Eastern Conference Finals, and you'd be one and one in the NBA Finals, and you'd only be twenty five years old. So that's why the urgency is now for the Celtics to win a title. Now, yes, it's about eighteen, but it's also about Jason Tatum being able to ascend not only to NBA superstar, but now starting to make his way up. You ever see these these things they show what was the most dominant or most popular thing at a time, and, and these charts start to move back and forth, up and down. Over time, there's like these time graphs. They're pretty cool. Okay, I'm a dork. But Tatum has that ability. Like, if he can get, to, get in there now, he moves ahead of Parrish. I'd put him behind Garnett because Garnett would then be that person that says, okay, this is the one guy that came here that helped resolidify the identity of this team. And if he wins, if he wins another, if Tatum wins two in the next three or four years, then now you're talking about somewhere in Cowan's McHale territory. Yeah, I think the fact that he was drafted, he was like a homegrown talent. I think right. has a bigger effect. Right. So, kudos on the 51, but it's about getting that title, and they're getting a little bit of breathing room in the in the in the division in the conference. So. That's going to be key as well, but that's what Charlotte's and San Antonio's are for. Drop the 51s, don't do 49, because these games against Milwaukee, um, which are going to be really tough as you get down the season, even with Philadelphia, i, I got to give the Knicks a little bit of credit. They can be a, a pebble in the shoe. They're a bit tough. Uh, but these are the games where you're not going to be able to get 50, but you're still going to have to make an impact to show that championship pedigree. All right, 617-779-7937, text line, 37937 KJ late night WEEI still to come. What's up with Don Brady moving forward? It may be all roses, but not necessarily. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The field by your emotions any different than the end of another season at the end of last season? How did that sort of compare to what the feeling usually would be? Yeah, it just feels like the end of the season. So uh, I just want to say thank you guys for everything this year. I really appreciate all your effort, and I know it's hard for you guys too. It's hard for us players to make it through, and you guys got a tough job, and I appreciate all that you guys do to cover us and everyone who watches and is a big fan of the sport. We're very grateful for everyone's support, and, um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, I love this organization. It's a great place to be, and thank you, everybody, for welcoming me, all you regulars, and um, just very grateful for the respect, and I and, uh, hope I gave the same thing back to you guys. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. Ah, uh, it's time. Tom's trucking. Will he be wearing gangrene trucking? He ain't going to New Orleans. Late night, WEEI. It's KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Still to come. Uh, I've been able to identify two of the top three beers in the region as we were talking about dry January. And so if you want to help me out, please do, because I'm stuck on this third beer. Thank God it wasn't truly. I would lose my head if it was. It might be in a few years, considering oh the wave we're going God. on. Oh, my gosh. I like the pineapple kind. You know, pineapple and beer. Pizza, it's not that bad, but not in beer. That's Tom Brady after last night's game, which looked really bad. In terms of his future, he's saying thank you to the Bucks organization, which is a nice way of saying, I'm out here. And so there are two schools of thought in terms of what Brady's next move is. One, maybe a gun for hire. Um, if there's a team that feels like we can use him this year to help us get us over the hump, get us to the playoffs, and maybe make a miracle run with him, if that's a possibility, and keeping him upright. Two, $37 million and a half dollars to go around the country and call football games. So let's look at the first one, right? Because there seems to be so many things that have to be in place for Brady to make the move, right? He's got to get protected. He's got to have a running game. He probably needs to have a couple of, of star receivers, at least one star receiver maybe, and a defense that can make sure that he has he doesn't have to do a whole lot as the game goes on, like just hand off the ball to the running game. So there's obviously the talk of him going to the Raiders with Josh McDaniels, but the question I would have would be, yeah, you have a running game, in, in Josh Jacobs, and you do have Devontae Adams. How do you get out of the NFC West? Right? Like this, that team is not built to win that division. So that would be a waste of Brady's time because, look, as bad as the NFC South was, you can go eight and nine and win the division. You lose two, three straight games in the NFC West, you could be playing catch up for the rest of the year. And the last thing you want to do is have Josh McDaniels in a panic mode. <laughs> So I don't really buy the Raiders as really being on the radar. Now, ironically, if the Cowboys had lost last night, I think Jerry Jones would have opened the checkbook. Next year, I want one so bad, I'm 487 years old, 
And my my psychiatrist says, I've only got 488 years on this earth, so i got to win one now. Like, he would have given Brady like $75 million for one year. But because they and, won. And would he have Dak Prescott or would he try to move him? No, he would move Dak Prescott. Okay, because I was going to say there's no way those two mammoth contracts Oh, yeah, no, no, no he would get rid of Dak Prescott and do a reset if he believed that Tom Brady could get him a title that year. I think he would do that. I think so. But that didn't happen. And Brady looked like 45 years old last night. He did. And, you know, you say all these things, and it really is almost kind of these perfect scenarios that have to happen. The Dolphins announced that Tua is going to be their starter next year, so Miami's out. Uh, Who else were they linking him to? The 49ers? Well, the thing is, I think Kyle Shanahan has realized, like, I can put Uncle Rico back there and win 10 games at this point. So Brock Purdy, Jimmy G, there's your trade chip. I mean, my gosh, when's the last time anyone said Trey Lance's name? You know, like, that might be the place that might be interested in taking Mac Jones. You know, like, huh, what can I, wonder, I do with him? I, I would wonder how that would work if Brady were to sign, because you have three capable quarterbacks that can play. Yeah, but at the end of the day, knowing how your division is, do you need Tom Brady to win that division? And the answer is no. The NFC West is starting to get kind of weak. So they don't really need someone to say, hey, that's going to get us over. Or once you get into the playoffs, you wouldn't want to be in tough games because by San Francisco being good, they're going to be in some tough early season matchups. So you might see San Francisco-Dallas replay as the first or second game next season. And <laughs> Brady's like, I did not sign up to see this for game two. So follow the thought process here. Before I get into that, look, here's Ty Law on his thoughts on Brady. Okay, no worries. Um, you have the Tommy Curran producer here. No worries. Just let me know when you have it in my ear. After all, this is a training ground at this time of night, they say. So I found a few teams, and what would be the angle where if Brady played another year, why would he go there? And why would it make sense? So the first team I identified is the Indianapolis Colts. They have a stellar offensive line. They just, for some reason, did not play this year. A desperate owner. And let's be honest, Jacksonville is not really a division quality. When that was supposed to be Tennessee's, Tennessee fell apart. Tennessee is now kind of Humpty Dumpty broken off of the wall. If you feel like, hey, Jacksonville two times in a year. You get Houston two times in a year. Tennessee is kind of struggling right now. You've got, up until last year, the top rusher in the league. And you probably, you've got a, you've got a nice receiver. You probably get one more. And you've got a desperate owner to change the narrative right away. Indy might be that one-year rent-to-hire, which they've done for the last four years, <laughs> to see if they can win the NFC AFC South and make a run in the playoffs with Brady one more time. Long shot, but there are some pieces in there that make sense. Two, the Baltimore Ravens. If things do not work out with Lamar Jackson, the question is, who's going to be the quarterback? Your plan B might be Tom Brady. Strong defense, well, defense that's always remained pretty strong. You've got 48 running backs back there. (laughs) got 48 running backs out there. Maybe one more receiver piece, 
now you can kind of build what you want the offense to be next and feel like you may make a one-year run with Brady and probably save face if Lamar Jackson is gone and how divisive that might be in Baltimore in terms of just the culture, the narrative, the talk, and everything like that. It would be the talk for the whole year. So if you're wanting to try and remain and keep good faith, there's nothing better than some Tom Brady salve. Here's Brady's former teammate, Ty Law, on his thoughts about Brady's thoughts about retirement. You know what? I've learned to not put too much into figuring out what Tom Brady is going to do with his life. Um, I know he still has the uh, the passion to play. He can still play at a high level if you give him some pieces. But, you know, I, I thought last year he was going to shut it down, you know, when he retired because he didn't need to come back. But it was something still burning inside of him to play. Now, uh, do, does he want to go out on, on this note to the Dallas Cowboys? You know, I don't know. I hear all the rumblings about the, the, the Raiders. I can see that being a possibility because he's getting back with Josh, Mc, uh, Josh McDaniels. You know, Devontae Adams, you have a running back. They have some things to do defensively and on the offensive line. But I just probably wouldn't myself because he's done everything that you can possibly do. He gave us so many memories, and, and, and his career is, is unparalleled. We, we won't see this again, at least in our lifetime. You know what I mean? So, so I, I probably will shut it down, but I, you never know what Tom Brady sold. I, I would just stop speculating. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm here to do. So Indy, maybe they could get to an easy path to the AFC South uh, division title and then make their run in the playoffs because now you're really talking about trying to only push Jack Jacksonville off the ledge. You've got a strong running game in Jonathan Taylor. I can't remember the receiver's name right offhand. Um, that's because he didn't get used very often this year. <laughs> oh, Traylon Burks? No, not Tra- not Traylon Burks. That's he's with uh he's with Tennessee with Indy. Um I see him right now. I just oh, can't Michael think Pittman? Of- Michael Pittman, that's it. Pittman Jr., I should say. Well, mm-hmm. it's still understood. It's, it's not like his father's on the team too. So maybe you put another piece there with the with the Ravens, as I mentioned. If Lamar Jackson is dealt or goes or is an impasse, you're going to need something quick. You have plenty of running back back there. You've got a pretty decent defense that can hold teams. You've got a top-notch tight end. Things that would work for Brady. Here's an interesting one. The Arizona Cardinals. One-year rental. I don't believe Kyler Murray is going to be back for the season with that tear. If you're still going to have DeAndre Hopkins there, you're like, okay, we need to turn around and make this a success so that way we can be able to move assets. You got Zach Ertz. Your defense is going to be a, is going to be a little bit different this year. You've got Chase Edmonds in the running game, so you have a running you have some things, you have some pieces there. Maybe that's a one-year rental that they look at saying, look, what does it take for people to continue to be interested in Arizona Cardinal football for a year. Like, I know it'd be weird seeing Brady in a Cardinals uniform, but it was weirder still seeing Emmitt Smith in one. Seattle Seahawks, if Geno Smith feels like he'd get a better deal somewhere else, you've got two wide receivers, you've got a nice running game, you've got a defense that's pretty that's pretty stiff. 
and maybe you're the one missing piece that they're looking for because it was Geno's, Geno Smith's mistakes. Keep in mind, Seattle was in that game after the, at halftime against 49ers. It's just the mistakes that had happened later. In an ultimate desperation situation, David Tepper, the owner of the Panthers, gets Sean Payton and gets Tom Brady for a year. They've got a running game there. They've got a stack. They've got a pretty stacked defense. Tom knows the division. The NFC South would even be weaker, you know, with him not being in Tampa. Tampa would be a weak team. Atlanta would be a weak team. New Orleans would still be weak. So you would still be able to do the same thing, just change teams inside a division and make a run to win the NFC South. I mean, let's just be honest here, KJ. I would say probably more than two-thirds of the league would take Tom Brady right now as their quarterback. Right, but the question is, will Tom Brady take them? Right, that that's the other thing. Anybody would say yes to Tom Brady, but at the end of the day, will Tom Brady say yes to them? And then, of course, the Jets, who would throw every piece of money, every piece of Madison Avenue to them. They would want to be the kings of New York. They have a history of doing that when they got Brett Favre in there when he was way past Brett Favre time or too much Brett Favre time on his hands. But they're desperate. They've got an amazing defense. The running game is starting to come together. The receiver core, they've, they're they're growing as well. I think New York is one of those places, the Jets, they would want him for two years and Tom would only want to play for one. So I don't know if he would come back to the Jets for the weather. Here's Tommy Curran on his thoughts on Brady's retirement. says that he will continue to play because I'm looking at the level at which he's playing and the ability that he still has in the arm and in the knowledge and say he's, nobody wants to bring that gift and just sit there on it and not use it. So my mind says it, but then when I watch him coming off the field saying with his parents standing there, as he comes off for ostensibly the last time, him thanking the Tampa Bay media in a way that I don't think he's done in the past. Is he just covering his bases just in case? And then Tom Sr. and Galen will be standing there in 2025 as well when he leaves the field for the Raiders? I don't know. So my, my mind says he, he's too good to quit, and he understands that. But then my, you know, the sentimental side, the, the deductive side says – He's doing all this stuff that makes it look like he's going to leave. Yeah. I think if I had to narrow down where the three places that I just mentioned that Tom would go, Indy, Baltimore, if they get rid of Lamar Jackson, it doesn't work out. Seattle. All those places, all those teams. Two of those three teams you really are... really would eliminate the Raiders? Like, I think yeah. that's... The Raiders, won't get, the Raiders won't get out of that division. They, they, they just won't. They won't. There's no way they leapfrog Kansas City. And, you know, if you're Brady, you don't want to be playing a low number wild card game. You don't want to be a six or seven seed. Well, I just think for Brady, though, I think he would want to go out better than eight and nine or eight and 10, including the playoffs, in a fluky division win. I think he would at least want to, like, finish 500 and make the playoffs. Well, no, I think it's more than that. I think he's going to want to be with a team that's a division. So let's say you go to Indy and you win the NFC, AFC South. Your seed is not going to be anything lower than four. So you you have to more or less think of where can I win a division and where can I win without having to go on the road for three games. Can I just bring up one more team before we go to break? Four one three Texas suggested Minnesota. Oh. Hmm. They've got so many issues with their defense. 
Their defense is the worst I've seen in years. And I'm talking about the pass defense. And the last thing you want to do is have Tom Brady in some type of shootout where things can go wrong, right? That's the whole thing with the run. I mean, you have an amazing running game, a, a, a nice trio of receivers, unless they, I mean, sure, someone would take Kirk Cousins, and that's not a bad place to put Tom. You put him in a dome. Um, you've got an easier division, I agree, right? Because Green Bay is not going to be really that much. Detroit, while they were nice, they won't catch. You know, but again, I don't think the problem with Minnesota was the offense as much as it is the defense. So, but that's a, that's a, I can't knock that one right there. But I think Indy would be something to keep an eye on because if he can win the AFC South, then he would be able to go back and kind of reclaim the AFC throne. He could potentially see Patrick Mahomes in a second round game, right? Like that first game would be at home in the dome. Um, even take Andrew Lux 12. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, it, it, it'd be very interesting. All right, we wrap up WEEI Late Night with KJ next, where I've got to get this third remaining beer in the top three beers in the region, according to Ranker, because it's dry January. That's next. Hang out on WEEI. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste, because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Late night. W-E-E-I. It's KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out for the last hour and 50 minutes. Uh, if you missed any, the Odyssey app, it's free. Type in W-E-E-I-93-7. Talked about Tom Brady, who, let's just face it, you have children with him. <laughs> You're going to talk about him. I don't know if you've ever been to a divorcee's house. They still talk about the person who used to live there, especially if they did great things. Just can't ignore the father. That's something that's personal with you. Um, also, the Lamar Jackson conversation. I don't know if it's going to be Lamar Jackson per se as the answer. But I think what Robert Kraft may be thinking is there needs to be a big splash at the quarterback situation. And spending is not going to be an object for him when it comes to that. So even though I think Lamar Jackson and the, ben, uh, and the, 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 the Ravens will work things out, uh, they can always franchise tag him. But if he doesn't work out and he says he wants to come to New England, uh, bye, Mac. And Jason Tatum, the conversation after scoring 51 points, is he starting to ascend into some of the great names of Celtic history and what he needs to do and where he could ultimately land? It's all right there on the app. WEEI 93.7. All right, text line 37937. What you got, Joe? 508 texter. The real conversation is what gets Tatum ahead of Sam Jones. Kevin McHale possibly have a check. That's the real conversation. It's a waste of time to talk about the comparison between Larry Bird and Jason Tatum. I didn't say that he was Larry Bird. I said that 
in terms of affect the modern game, what he would mean to the league, especially in, in a day and age where free agents come and go in LeBron era of like not one, but two, but three, but four, but five, but six. And he's talking about the amount of teams he's playing for. So if he could do it with one team, again, you won't pass Bird because Bird had such a short span of a career. It seemed longer than it was. Injuries were more of the story the last three years than anything else. Another 508 texter about Tom Brady says, 49ers, Raiders, Jets, or Pats. Those are the only four teams that have a legit shot. I, yeah, I don't think he's going to come back here and play. Right? Because if you think Mac Jones doesn't think anybody knows what they're doing, <laughs> you think he's going to... Oh, my gosh. Plus, I'd also mention that now that the Chargers got rid of their offensive coordinator and quarterback coach, Bill O'Brien's eyes may get wide if he can go and work with Justin Herbert instead of trying to fix an issue with Mac Jones here. So, yeah, I think the Patriots are out. I think the Raiders, have they have no chance of getting out of the NFC West, even with Brady as the quarterback. Like, you're going to play Mahomes twice and Herbert twice and then, what, play ultimately maybe for a seventh wild card spot? Nah. That's just that's just going through too much right there. Who are the other teams? Raiders, 49ers, and Jets. Yeah, Jets would be a that I don't think the Jets would be a good move, right? Because that would be the emotions of playing in New England twice a year. You know, playing New England twice a year. What that means, you know, is there some type of disconnect between ownership and the coaching staff? And you know, you got some hungry players. But, you know, I don't, I just, mm, Jets, I don't think so. 49ers, Shanahan's the one who's in control there. He literally has three quarterbacks on his roster, and none of them have messed it up for him. <laughs> That's what's absolutely crazy. So while Brady might be the sexy pick and great for the market of San Francisco, that's another highbrow cost place. But I don't see him going to the 49ers. All right, we've got to figure out this third of the three beers top in the region of New England. All right. Okay, so... So far, because it's dry January, and I said, like, why not wait until February after the Super Bowl? All these playoff games, you're, what do you what do you drink with the chips? All right, so, so far, I've gotten right. Sammy and Guinness. All right, let me try. I get three, I get five guesses told before we get out of here, right? Um, how about, uh, did, a, did a listener on the text line say, they said Blue Moon. Blue Moon, that's a good one. Is Blue Moon one of the top three? Oh, uh, uh, so that's two, three guesses. So I have two more guesses, right? Two more. Uh, Corona? Oh. You're getting closer, though. They're like okay. right hovering around there. Okay. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm just going <laughs> to... Some form of Budweiser or Bud Light? What? <laughs> Budweiser, Sam Adams, Guinness. One, two, three. Bud is one. There's a lot of cheapos here. My gosh. Sit. I would figure Sammy would be one, Guinness two, Bud three. I if, if you, Those are your top three, but Bud is one, or Bud Light, or any of the Bud incarnations, I guess. Sammy, then Guinness. So remember, drink responsibly. And remember, the SAMHSA helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. It's also known as the Treatment Referral Routing Service. Uh, it's confidential, free, 24 hours a day. If there's some issues that you're dealing with with alcohol consumption, uh, even though we're making light of j- dry January and it's for a good reason, get help where you can. All right. Tomorrow night, 
Um, I got to dig more into this offensive coordinator situation because I wonder what the story is going to be with now that Bill O'Brien has options. I think everybody was assuming, like, ah, Bill's the guy. He's been the guy. He wants to be here. But now Justin Herbert's available to play around with. So that's still to come. Plus, um, we'll get into the Celtics' big game coming up. Bruins got a game tomorrow night as well. So thank you so much for hanging out at WEEI on Twitter, at KJ Carson. Have a wonderful Tuesday. See ya! We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.